I was sitting there, I was reminded of a story I heard one time where this young preacher finally got the opportunity to preach his message, you know, and, and he was so excited, you know, he had this word God had been giving him, and so he leaps into the pulpit finally when he gets his chance, and he, he delivers the message, and it just kind of limps over the pulpit, you know, barely got off the ground, you know, and he was so dejected and so humiliated that he, as he came out of the pulpit, the old preacher looked at him and says, you know, if you'd walked in that pulpit the way you walked out, you would have walked out the way you walked in. <laughs> so the moral of that story is, is that I am humble, um, but I'm excited about the message that, that God's bringing this morning. Um, years ago, uh, I was, uh, several years ago, I was uh, sent up to Oklahoma to deliver a message, and God reminded me of this uh, last night as I was preparing for this morning. But it was, uh, it was a message on breakthrough, which this morning's message is on breakthrough. And, and what happened was it wasn't so much the word that he gave me, but it's what happened during the meeting and, and how things shifted from that moment on. And that's what I feel this morning. I feel just a real soberness of the Lord. That it, is a, it is a time of a real shifting in the body of Christ. And I, I heard this morning when I woke up, I heard the word demarcation. That would be, today would be like a demarcation day that you could ma- mark this time in, in, in your notes and say this is the time when things began to change and shift. Because the enemy, where the Lord allows him to have a little bit of time, a little bit of play in our lives to accomplish things in us and accomplish things in our society, eventually he overplays his hand where God just says enough is enough. And uh, that's what I hear from the Lord. I mean, I just hear that it's enough is enough. And that there are things, conditions, there are promises of God. There are things that God has put in your heart. There are uh, family members that God has told you they would be saved. There are, are, there are uh, uh, finances that you are meant to have. There are businesses that were meant to be launched. There are ideas and plans from heaven that you're pregnant with. And it's like, you know, will this baby ever be born? And so I'm saying today that the word of the Lord, when Jesus stood up in Luke chapter uh, 4, I believe it was, and he said, he read from Isaiah, and he said, this day this word is fulfilled in your hearing. That's what I feel this morning. This day this word is fulfilled in your hearing, that things will be born. And so when I was sent up to Oklahoma years ago, the Lord sent me with this message on breakthrough. I'd never shared it, and I was just pregnant with this word. And I go up there, and I share this message, and it's, I kind of like to set this up because it, it has a little bit of bearing. But it was Durant, Oklahoma, and it was a little group that met, and they met on Saturday mornings at about 10 o'clock in the morning, and it's a small town, and they met at the Chamber of Commerce building. And you couldn't go in the main doors. You had to kind of go like back around the back, and there was like a single glass door and then there was a hallway, and it had like a little sign that said, you know, uh, Christian Fellowship Meeting with an arrow pointing down this dark hallway. And then you had to go into this room, and there's like a nice banquet-sized room, and all these people are in there. And so I share this word on breakthrough. And um, after I get through and I begin to minister, this lady came up. I think it was like the third or fourth person I ministered to. And uh, she came up, and she said, you know, we've got to have breakthrough. She goes, my, my husband and I and our son and our dog are living in a little travel trailer, and we've had it on the market for over two years, and we are desperately trying to get in a house, but we can't get in the house unless we sell the trailer because we need the, the money for the deposit. And so I just began to pray over her. I said, Lord, I just thank you for breakthrough. I'm just, just praying a good prayer. And I said, I thank you that you make a way where there seems to be no way. And when I said it, the Spirit of God just leapt on me. I said, that's it, lady. I said, God's about to make a way where there seems to be no way, and it's not a long time coming, but set your heart to expectancy. And the power of God hits her. She goes down. I'm ministering to other people. God's just ministering powerfully. And, and all of a sudden, there's just like this commotion in the room, and everybody's applauding and stuff. So I kind of figure out, okay, what's going on here? And what happened was there was a man who was driving down the road, 
and he saw the travel trailer parked on the back parking lot. He came all the way in that building, down that dark hallway, came in a, a room full of crazy Christians, you know, laid out in the Holy Spirit, and inquired as to who owns the travel trailer and bought it on the spot. So, so that is the expectation. You know, the Lord does nothing unless he sends the prophetic word through his prophets. And there's a, there's a, the prophetic word, it's more than just agreeing with something that God is speaking to you. It is that. But it actually, when it's released on earth, when we uh, uh, access heaven and transform earth, we access heaven to find out what God is speaking in heaven, and then we declare it and release it upon the earth. And that's what sets things in motion. And sometimes those things being set in motion may take years, they can take months. Or in that case, you know, the Bible says that in the last days that, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper. And so even before I sowed the word, God was already setting in motion the things that would bring to pass so that woman would get that trailer sold. And so that's the expectation. After that meeting, uh, things changed over that ministry. People got married who had been waiting to get married. And so there's a lot of promises, and I just feel the heartbeat of God and really the, the anger of the Lord uh, that he is, is ready to do something and that the enemy has overplayed his hand. You know, the, the voice of the enemy has really uh, been so loud and so mocking and so ridiculing that, that the church has literally been, been, been quieted and actually intimidated to speak out and to speak up. And so this morning, the title of my message is Loud Voices, Loud Cries, and Loud Peals of Thunder. Loud Voices, Loud Cries, and Loud Peals of Thunder. In Revelation chapter 4, uh, John the Revelator, he's caught up to heaven and he says, I beheld a door open. And he went up to heaven and he describes the throne room and, and all that was in there. And then he says, and I heard loud voices, loud cries, and loud peals of thunder. And when Jesus was on the cross, it says in the ninth hour, he cried out with a loud voice. And he cried out and there was loud thunders and loud lightnings and loud voices. And the, and the veil was rent. And so there's a, there's a quietness that's been over the Western church and over the Western world, really, that has been a demonic quietness and a demonic intimidation that God is ready to break that intimidation. And the Lord is, is, is breaking that off of our voice so that our voice will be as his voice in the land, that we will begin to, to speak with the loudest. When, when God's whispering, I want to whisper. I want that still, small voice. But when God is thundering, man, I want to be able to access heaven and hear that thunder and declare what God is declaring. And so there's a time to be silent, there's a time to quiet, there's a time and a season for all times. Um, let's see, turn to, um, well, Joel 20, you don't have to turn there, but Joel 2, verse 17 says, why should the heathen mock and say, where is their God? And there's a mocking sound and a mocking voice that every time that Christians begin to declare what God is doing, there's this mockery that's going on, and it's, it's, it's suffocating the voice of God's people. But I hear the Lord saying that I'm releasing a new sound and a new voice from heaven. And as uh, Matthew shared last week, I mean, I'll tell you this excellent message on the blood of Jesus. And uh, I, I really, uh, it's one of the best messages on the blood I've ever heard. I really, I hope that's up on the, the link because uh, I want to hear it again myself. But he was talking about the testimony of the blood. And uh, uh, the Lord spoke to me uh, in 2013 and he, in, in a prophetic word. And part of the word was this is that he was going to release a new sound from heaven and that the blood of Jesus was speaking better things over America than we were speaking. 
and that as our voice would come in agreement with the testimony of the blood, that our voice would be as his voice in the land. And we would see a shifting in the political structures. We'd see a shifting in our government. We'd see a, see a shifting in our land into a righteous alignment, into a righteous order. And so many times, that, and so many of the prophetic words that I hear out there, they're really prophesying the enemy's plans for our nation. And there are judgments that are going on. Um, at the first of this year, I, uh, the word that God gave me for the year is that Babylon, Babylon would be exposed. And the Lord was telling me it was not to try to figure out what Babylon was or who it was, but it was just ancient uh, structures and, and, and systems are being uncovered. And uh, uh, it was Isaiah uh, 47, I believe, where it says that I will lift up her skirt and expose her nakedness. And so this is a year that God is judging systems He's judging things that have been in the earth. He's judging uh, structures, uh, uh, financial structures, political structures. These things are being uncovered and judged. And, and uh, you know, God is using various voices to do that right now. And that's what we're seeing in our land. But God is the one that is behind it. And so God's uncovering these things because the kingdoms of this world are becoming the kingdoms of our Lord in Christ. And so for that to happen, the kingdoms of this world, the educational kingdom, it's a kingdom. It's, a, it's a, one of the mountains that God wants to take. The political system. So these, these structures have to be shaken, and that's what's being judged. But the will of the, of the people and the will of God and the will of the church uh, is being usurped by ungodly, unrighteous men. Uh, Micah chapter 2, uh, verse 1, it says that wicked men lay upon their beds at night, and then they plot wicked schemes, and then they rise up and carry, it out, carry them out because the power is in their hand to do so. But the next verse says, but I will be against this man and against his house because he has sought to steal another man's inheritance and remove the boundaries that have been determined by Lot. So there's an attempt by the enemy to steal America and to steal the soul of this nation. And yet there's a plan of God that we have to access heaven to hear God's plan because God's plan is not man's plan. Uh, Isaiah, uh, Psalm 33 says that God brings the counsel of the nations to nothing and he makes the plans of the people of no effect. So God sits in the heavens and he laughs at the plans of men, the plots of men. But everywhere I see the Lord being gloried in the Old Testament is when he comes and routs the enemies. And so God is ready to rout the enemies of the church. Psalm 102, verse 13. It says that you will arise and have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. And there are times of God and times and seasons in the heaven. You know, Ecclesiastes, is, Ecclesiastes talks about how there's a time for all things, a time for weeping, a time for rejoicing, etc. Well, there are times that are set, and there's a set time that I believe has come for the body of Christ to arise. It says on, on, uh, in Acts chapter 2, it says that, that Peter, on the day of Pentecost, it says, for the day had fully come. So there was a day that had fully come, and it says Peter stood up. And he stood up and he spoke with a loud voice. And so a timid little fisherman, suddenly empowered by the Holy Spirit, had a rising up and a, and a sound to rise up and to speak with loudness. And there's a rising up and a standing up that God wants to bring. If you look at um, in Numbers where it talks about uh, um, Phineas, there's a, there's a plague that's overtaking a nation. And here's Moses you know, bringing the children of Israel together because of Israel's sin, this plague has, has touched the children of Israel. And so Moses is bringing them all to encounter. And right in the middle of that, this, this uh, Israelite brings a Midianite woman and brings her into his tent. 
And, but it says that Phineas rose up with the zeal of his God and he thrust them both through. I mean, this was a mockery of God and a mockery of the man of God and a mockery of the people of God who were meant to represent God in the earth. And so he rose up with the zeal of his God. And there's a, there's a rising up and a zeal that God wants to release in this hour for we stand up like Peter stood up because a day has fully come. Amen. For the time to favor her has come. Um, Joel 2.17 says, Why should the heathen mock and say, Where is their God? And what I'm saying is that today that there's a mocking that's been going on, not just on a national level, but really even in a personal level. When God makes promises to you and he's looking to exalt you, he's looking to see the promise and the word of the Lord come to pass. And it's the accuser in times like that that come and just say, you know, God is just simply trying to encourage me with a word, but it'll never come to pass. And we finally get where, where, where the Bible says when hope is deferred, it makes the heart sick. But when a dream cometh, it's as a tree of life. And the Lord, I believe today, is releasing the sound that releases the dream to come forth in your life. That, that no longer will the word of the Lord be postponed, and no longer will visions tarry, but the time is at hand for the fulfillment of every word and the fulfillment of every vision. It's time to see God do what he said he was going to do. You know, years ago, um, I had these, uh, I used to have bird dogs. I loved to hunt. And uh, I was, bird dogs don't really care whether you pet them too much. They just love to hunt birds. That's what they're born to do. And, uh, but every once in a while, I'd give them these milk bones, you know, these little treats. And I was about to give them a treat one day. And just as I'm about to give it to them, the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, don't give it to them. And I was like, Lord, I can't do that. They've already seen it. And the Lord said to me, neither can I. He says, I don't show you my word, I don't give you my promises just to give you an encouragement to get you through a dark season. I fully intend to bring my word to pass. And sometimes we get so used to being just encouraged by the word that we don't understand how much God means it, how much he desires to bring that promise to pass in your life. So in Genesis chapter 1, the Lord says that the Holy Spirit, he hovers over the waste places of the earth and then God spoke. And what I heard this morning and last night as I was preparing is that the Holy Spirit is hovering over the waste places of our life, things that have been unfulfilled, things that dreams that God has had. He spoke specifically to me that, that today that people who have a desire to get married, those that God has promised to mate, a husband or a wife, and you've waited, but it just hasn't come to pass. But I feel like the Lord's saying, no longer shall this mocking voice come to you, but God's ready to fulfill his word. God's ready to bring to pass the desires that he's given you, that he hasn't put those. He says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of his, of, of his heart, of your heart. And so he wouldn't put those desires in you just to frustrate you. God has a plan and he has a purpose. And it, it's time for the word of the Lord, the promise of the Lord to come to pass. God wouldn't give you a desire for business, a desire to finance the kingdom, a desire to see revival. And we can't continue to prophesy things and not see the manifestation and the fruits of our labor. It's time to see the fruits of our labor. Um, you know, the Lord said to his disciples, he said, look, they, said, they came to him and said, Master, we fished all night, but we've caught nothing. And he said, nevertheless, at your word, we'll cast down our net on the other side. And they brought forth. This is the word of the Lord. Cast down your net on the other side. It's time to reap the harvest. It's time to reap what you, where you've sown. It's time to apprehend that for which you've been apprehended. It's time to really see God move in your life on your behalf. Um, somewhere, good, I got it marked. Daniel verse seven, Daniel chapter seven, verse twenty-one. 
This is Daniel praying. He says, I was watching, and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing against them until the Ancient of Days came, and the judgment was made in the favor of the saints of the Most High, and the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. Today is a time for us to possess that which God has promised us. Amen? That's good news. Malachi chapter 3 says, The God whom you seek shall suddenly enter his temple. And there's a suddenly that God's bringing in this hour. He's suddenly going to enter into his temple. It's time to see God move on our behalf. The courts have been seated in the heavens. Isaiah 28, 21 says that God will rise up as at Perazim and be angry as in the day of Gibeon. And Perazim was named Perazim because it's where God broke through David's enemies as a breakthrough of mighty waters. And so God is breaking through. He's rising up as at Perazim and he's angry as in the day of Gibeon. And Gibeon is the place where um, Joshua was fighting the Philistines and he, and he prayed that the sun would stand still so he could finish uh, slaying his enemies. In other words, he wasn't through fighting yet. And uh, the Lord says this. He says, more were killed. Suddenly God sends down hailstones upon his enemies. And it says that more were killed by the hailstones of God than by the sword of the children of Israel. So you and I, we speak the word. We fight with the word. The Bible says we're to arm ourselves with the word and fight a good fight using the, the, the sword of the spirit. But in this hour, it's like the hailstones of God are coming to smite our enemies that have been against us. Loud cries, loud voices, and loud peals of thunder. The quietness of the church and the quietness of the western of the world is being broken. God's going to rise up with a new sound, a new voice that is not intimidated. Isaiah, uh, let me see where that is. Isaiah 51, 17. The Lord says he's taking the cup of trembling out of the hands of his people and giving it to our adversaries. The enemies that said to us, lay down in the street that they may trample over them. The Lord says, you shall rise up and triumph over them. So God's taking that cup of trembling over our hands. Amen. Honey, you ready? As you come up, I'm just going to declare this. Psalm 47 says, Clap your hands, O you people, and shout for joy with a voice of triumph. For the Lord has done great things for you. The Lord has lifted you high. The Lord has subdued all your enemies under your feet. He has given us the excellence of Jacob. Hallelujah. If we could have a worship leader or someone to play some music while we're up here, Debbie wanted. Are the worship people in here? Are there any worship people in here? Any worship people? No? No one's here. Okay. All right. Well, even, even some music, if you want to put that on, is fine. Well, I'm excited, and I want to tell you, greatly encouraged, because the Lord met with us in a way this week. You know, with the prophetic, you, you just always do what God wants you to do, right? Like Jesus. I mean, we just do what we see the Father doing. But there's times in the prophetic when the Lord visits you in such a way that you know that you know this is coming now. This is Rama, and this is coming down from heaven now. And he gave me Psalm 118 that just went so powerfully into my spirit because it's, a, it's actually it's something that I have prayed and declared. When I'm in the heat of battle, man, that's, that's the psalm I like to go psalm to. Psalm 18. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 18, sorry. 
And so he gave me that, that psalm, but when it first started coming, and it was coming over days, it was like waves and waves of his power, and the anointing was coming on it. And I just, he reminded me of another time when I was in a, a very fiery trial and so much adversity. And I can remember at that time feeling like I will never be able to arise back to the place of wellness and everything that it had been prior to that trial, okay? And then God did something, gave me a sign, spoke a word to me, and just caused me to know that I'm going to do a suddenly, Debbie. I'm going to do a suddenly. And I mean, it, it was, it, God put the two of us together, and it came out of nowhere, and it came so fast and so sudden, and it catapulted me into a new life. It changed everything, and nothing was lost. In fact, everything has been gained because we go from glory to glory to glory. I don't care where the devil is whispering in your ear right now. I know the saints have been weathering some very long trials. Uh, most of our testimonies are we've never overcome some as long as these are that we're walking in right now. But, you know, the time's short. We're in the last days, and God is working perseverance. He's working faith. He's, he's putting a lot in us because we're facing times where we're going to need that. But I'm telling you, Psalm 18, when God rends the heavens, when he comes down, when he says enough is enough, and he doesn't just come down from heaven. He comes down with anger. He comes down in rage. He comes down with lightning and thunder. And even the songs that we sang this morning, I'm going, God, you mean yeah. business here. He's not fooling around, you guys. I really want to inject, encourage you to read Psalm 18. Get this in your spirit. Have faith to believe because it's coming soon. And it's so good to share the testimonies. When you start getting the victories, you need to, to let everybody else know because everybody else is encouraged. Well, then after he was showing me Psalm 18, he took me right into Daniel chapter 10, which was kind of interesting because it doesn't seem to have anything to do with that. But basically in, in uh, Daniel chapter 10, Daniel has been through uh, like 21 days of no eating, drinking. He has cried out to God and not seen the answer to prayer. There's great warfare going on in the spiritual realm. It's at that point in time when, uh, you know, he says a, a, someone that looks like a man appears to him, the Lord appears and tells him that they would have, he would have come immediately, but there was, they were fighting the Persian, um, you know, the war with the king of Persia. And so at that time, the Lord gives him all this uh, revelation concerning the end times. And over and over again in this chapter, and read this one too if, if you'd like, because it'll get in your spirit, I believe. But over and over, he's, he's talking about how he's ill. He is so weak. He's pale at one point. He, and the Lord just keeps touching him, keeps touching him and strengthening him. And at the same time, he says over and over again, Oh, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, and I kept hearing that in my spirit, oh, all of you who are highly esteemed, mm -hmm. the Lord, I believe this morning there is going to be such a grace of his power. If you need ministry, if you need strengthening, please receive it from the Lord today. I know he is going to pour that out. And the saints have been weary. There's just times like Daniel knew where, you know, you just, you just press on and press on, but there, there can be the weariness, there can be the fatigue. And all the things that just start pulling you down. But God does come and strengthen his people. And it's an Acts uh, 9 time. It's a time of refreshing that's coming. It's a time where the Lord is going to just pour out the Holy Spirit and refresh you and lift you up, encourage you and strengthen you. And like Daniel, we're just going to have that touch. And God is going to come and, and lift his people up again. And I just want to get this in your spirit too. I'll read this. It's, uh, this is the other thing he gave me which is Isaiah 35, 
and it says the desert, well, I better put my glasses on. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will greatly, it will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. And this is the other thing he spoke real strong. Strengthen the feeble hands. God is going to strengthen our feeble hands and steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. And this is what's interesting, you guys. Listen to this. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, and then the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. And I hear the Lord, he was showing me, you know, it, like Ecclesiastes 3 says, there, there is a time for everything. And there's a season for activity for everything under heaven. There's a time to be born. There's a time to die. There's a time to embrace. There's a time to withdraw from that. There's a time to cast away things. There's a time to tear. There's a time to mend. And there is a time where God says, enough is enough. I'm coming to deal with your enemies. I'm about to put them under yeah. your feet. He, he just said, he just starts speaking to me. He says, like, does the farmer toil the soil? Does he toil the soil and never plant the seed? Does he plant the seed and then never water it, and never reap a harvest? God says, surely you will reap your harvest. Yeah. And God is set. He has set his face like flint to come in this time and destroy our enemies and bring us into the promises of God. You are coming into your promises. You are coming into your inheritance. You're the head. You're not the tail. You're the lender. You're not the borrower. You are going to arise and shine. You are going to see the glory of the Lord in the land of the living. And God says to just take heart. Take heart this morning. Be in faith. Be expectant. He is coming. Amen. I love when, when uh, God confirms a message. Debbie and I don't really, we don't confer before we minister. Usually it's just tag team. Usually she comes up and I thought she was going to prophesy at the end, but she did, but just differently than I. Usually she's shaking and prophesying. So, so, so I usually just look over and I see the shake and I know it's time for me to wrap up and get her up here. So, uh, but, you know, here's what I want to do. I, I want to I minister to all those who, who need breakthrough. I mean, that this message speaks to you, which is probably everybody. But before that, I just want to, I just want to declare over this body and really over the body of Christ at large. So stand up. We're just going to make some declarations is what I feel to, to do. Father, I thank you that, Lord, your word accomplishes to and towards that which it is sent. And Father, I thank you right now that the weariness of this past season has broken this day off your people. That Lord, that, that, that times of refreshing now come from the Holy Spirit. That God, that there is a, a, a day of, of resurrection life. That Lord, that we're the, the Spirit of the Lord you showed me this morning is brooding over waste places in people's life. That God, that you are, uh, that Lord, we speak where the Holy Spirit, that you spoke where the Spirit of God was brooding. So, Lord, we speak right now to where the Holy Spirit is brooding over every person in this room, over every person who's watching by webcast, over the body of Christ, over America, over Dallas, Texas, over Texas, over the different states, over the islands. We just declare the word of the Lord that it's time to arise and shine. 
And God is taking the cup of trembling out of the hands of his people and he's giving it to our adversaries. That things are shifting in this day in the kingdom of God. That it's time to apprehend that for which we've been apprehended. Lord, it's time to receive and see uh, the manifestation of those things that you have spoken in the earth. That God, that we declare on earth what you're speaking in heaven. And we say today that there's a new voice and a new sound. That unction and utterance will come by the Spirit of God in the hearts of every one of your sons and daughters. That, Lord, your sons and daughters will come in agreement with the testimony of the blood of Jesus. And that, Lord, that their testimony will shift the atmosphere over the workplaces, over the educational system, over the banking kingdom, over the, the political structures. That, God, even a quiet people, the American Indians, would find their voice today. That, God, that you will raise up a new sound and a new voice. And that the thunder of that voice will begin to shake the ancient structures that they will come down, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, it's a new day. And it's a new sound from heaven. And we just declare that this new sound shall be heard in the earth. And that the wicked will flee, even though no one pursues. That, Lord, wicked people in high places will suddenly resign. That wicked people in high places will suddenly leave their post. That wicked people will leave everything and run for the hills. God, we just declare that the fear of the Lord in the land of the living. That, Lord, that we would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That, God, we will see those things uh, birthed in the kingdom, that, God, we will see revival begin now in the name of Jesus, and we will begin to see the harvest now, that, Lord, our family shall be saved now, that, Lord, that that one that's not heard or been able to hear will begin to hear now, that, God, we just thank you for the nowness of your word. We thank you, Lord, that this is the day that the Lord has made. We declare that this is the day for the word of the Lord to be performed, that it is excellent to hear it, that, Lord, that the voice of the Lord shall be heard in the land of the living, and we thank you for it, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for every promise that is in this room. Lord, every promise, every prophetic word that's been spoken, everything. We just say, we just blow the dust off even words that were spoken in the beginning. And I silence the voice of the accuser. Someone here, it's like you've heard the Lord, the, the enemy say you blew it, that you missed it. And I just declare over that person that you have not missed it. You have not made a mistake so great. God knew the end from the beginning even when he gave you the first promise. And so wherever the enemy's tried to tell you that your ministry is over or that you've blown it, that God, uh, that wherever you've made a mistake, I just declare that uh, even the, as the prodigal, that today the ring is on your finger, you have a new robe, you have new shoes and sandals, that God, you're a son. And I declare that the, whom the son sets free is free indeed. I just declare sonship and daughtership over you right now in the name of Jesus, that everything the father has is yours. And he's throwing the feast just like he did for that prodigal son. He's throwing the feast today for you. He's setting the banquet table. It's a time to celebrate the goodness of the Lord for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't think it's just for this person, but I just hear him saying that, you know what, the time for warfare is over. There's a time for war, but there's a time for peace. And God says it's a time for your victory. It's a time for your celebration. It's a time for your gathering, for your coming home. You're celebrating. God says there's a great celebration that's about oh, to Lord. fall upon the body of Christ. I'm about to remove the barriers, remove the hindrances, Lord. remove the things that have held you back. You are going to rejoice, and you are going to leap like calves from the stall, and you are going to celebrate, yes. and you 
you are going to drink the new wine and you are going to stand on your feet strong and you are going to be lifted up and you are going to be highly esteemed and you will be my voice in the land says the Lord for I have said I will surely come and deliver you I will surely deliver you you will have certain victory your victory has been with me from the beginning and the foundations when I first set the heavens in place when I first laid the foundations of the earth I had you in mind I had that already set in place your victory is coming says the Lord you rise up and have hope today you are victorious you are my mighty people you are the weapon in my hand you are a royal diadem in my hand and I will wield you in this day and this hour the United States is going to see a voice arise that's going to shine and be loud and shake the earth and shake the structures you are that voice says the Lord you are the voice I am raising up rise up people of God believe in your God for I will surely come in my recompenses with me says the Lord